the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I know what you're trying to say, baby. You're trying to say, oh, yeah, it's business time. Joining me now, Dr. Jeff Rosen, Chief Economist with Briefing.com. How are you, Mr. Rosen? Oh, pretty good. How about yourself? I'm okay. Uh, uh, a lot of economic data pre-Thanksgiving. Uh, do you want to start with what you see as the most important pieces for us to chat about? I mean, the most important piece came from the durable goods numbers, uh, okay. specifically the shipments and production of non-defense capital goods, ex-aircraft. Now, over the last several, you know, it's actually been about a year or so now, we've seen a decent gain in orders of equipment, but it hasn't shown up anywhere in terms of production. And in October, we had more of the same, uh, even though orders declined rather significantly this month. I think it was a 1.3% decline. Shipments also declined 0.4%. And the number of unfilled orders uh, increased, I want to say 0.3%, 0.4% in that neighborhood. So what we're finding is that you know, there's this stockpile of equipment orders that manufacturers are not producing, and it, it doesn't make sense. You know, you would say, okay, maybe they don't have the capacity to produce. So, they, you know, they don't have excess capacity, which is requiring an increase in unfilled orders. But if you look at the industrial production report, capacity utilization rates are still, you know, below pre-recession levels. They're not tight by any means necessary, meaning that, you know, manufacturers, for all intents and purposes, can produce. They're just choosing not to. And that's worrisome because that means that manufacturers either believe that the unfilled orders are going to be canceled at some point in the future, and they don't want to get stuck with unwanted inventory if they manage to produce it. And overall, that that's bad for the economy. Speaking of the economy, the U.S. seems to be doing kind of Goldilocksian. We're not too hot to create inflation. We're not too cold. We're moving in the right direction with jobs. Is How would you describe the U.S. economy? No, just about that. I mean, we're in a okay. new normalish phase. Uh, you know, we're, we're growing overall at two, two and a half percent. We're going to see some quarters above and some quarters below, uh, which is what we've seen this year, which is what we saw last year. There's really no uh, animal spirits per se to drive economic growth higher. Uh, we still see consumers are tentative. We have you know, consumer sentiment rates that are, you know at levels that we saw prior to the recession. Meanwhile, we still see upticks in savings. 
and uh, debt ratios have come down, so the consumers don't need to save. They kind of understand that with their sentiment, but they continue to do so, which lowers potential growth. You know, there's just this you know, moving ahead, but nothing that we would want to see in terms of an acceleration or prolonged 3% growth trends. The cold weather in the United States, and we're seeing it in California as uh, snowstorms, delayed travel. Are we in for a scenario that could play out like last year's where it's so cold that the first quarter GDP numbers get hit because people can't go out and buy cars? Or is it too early in the season to be predicting this? It's too early in the season from, you know, essentially one week of uh, weather patterns. Okay. But, you know, if you believe the farmer's almanac, <laughs> this year is supposed to be colder, especially in the Midwest, than last year. And uh, have worse snowfall this year than last year. And uh, I know you guys in San Francisco don't get the uh, snow that we got here in Chicago. But, uh, you know, it was a pretty crummy winter. And, you know, thinking if the almanac is correct, and you know, you got to take that with a, with a big grain of salt. But if it is, you know, we could be under some serious concerns going forward. Anything else that you're working on right now, Dr. Jeff, that we should be noting, anything that you're highlighting? I think this week is, you know, a typical holiday week. I think people are focusing on Black Friday. I think that's something that uh, you probably shouldn't focus on. Um, you know, one day's worth of sales doesn't necessarily give any indication on how trends are going to be. Even if, uh, you know, sales are spectacular, you know, we're, I, I don't know what that's going to prove. When we know overall uh, consumption growth follows income growth. So if you want to know where consumption is going to be going in, in 2015, you know, it's not how Black Friday does. It's how the income data does. It's how the uh, employment data does. And there was a little bit of a disappointment in the personal consumption data from today. We had income that came in weaker than expected. And specifically, if you look at wages, wages came in much weaker than the employment data uh, suggested. So, you know, if those numbers are true, we, we may be looking at a downward revision to the employment numbers next week uh, for October. So, you know, keeping all that in mind, you know, just don't get caught in the hype of, of Friday's sales period. You know, look, look forward, you know, beyond that. It's interesting. Uh, Amazon.com, their stock generally does really well up until Black Friday, and then it underperforms the S&P 500 for the next month. Uh, so don't get caught up in the hype. bleeds into my world as well. Uh, any big plans for you on Thanksgiving? Uh, we're hosting Thanksgiving for the first time in my life, so I actually have to cook a turkey, which I haven't done since college, and that's going to be a uh, very interesting uh, ordeal at my house. <laughs> Good luck with that. So thanks for joining me all year. Very thankful for your insights and your key economic indicators that you always kind of teach us a little bit about. Knowing that the durable goods was the important number today helps me out, and uh, I'll pass on that information as best I can. Thanks, Dr. Jeff. It's Dr. Jeff Rosen. He is the chief economist with Briefing.com. Real smart guy. Um, I think he does a really, really nice job. One area that I don't talk enough about, and I should, is should you use a debit card or should you use a credit card? on Black Friday. And I, I think even more important than just Black Friday, I just think, generally speaking, you're going to want to use a credit card. 
Uh, I'm stunned by how many people are in love with debit cards only. It makes no sense. And I get it. I get that credit's bad, and I get that you can get in over your head with it. So I totally get it. It's unnerving to have credit card information stolen or debit card information stolen. Um, but that's why you want to have a credit card if there's ever a chance that one does get stolen. Debit cards are linked to your checking account, and it's far easier to create a nightmare for you than credit cards. Consumers generally aren't liable for charges made with stolen card numbers as long as the, the problems reported within 60 days. There could be more headaches with debit cards because banks have 10 business days to investigate and credit funds to your account. You may be short of money for any bills that come due. 10 days is a long time to wait for some people. When your physical debit card is lost or stolen and your PIN is compromised, you've got to notify the bank within two business days in order to limit your ability to $50. Otherwise, you could lose up to $500 or even more. Credit cards also provide protection in case you're unhappy with goods or services you purchased. You can dispute a charge and withhold payment while the bank sorts things out with the merchant. Nevertheless, many people expect to avoid using credit cards for holiday shopping. Um, and again, I think it's a huge mistake. Debt-averse younger shoppers, just they don't trust themselves. So they use debit cards. And I, I'm not going to like brag or anything about that, but I like using credit cards to monitor my spending and you know to give me points and rewards. I pay off my credit cards every month. Um, and sometimes at the end of the month, it's a little bit like, hey, i got to move money from this account to that account. And I do. But... It's a little frustrating, for sure. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. I would all use, always use credit cards um, over debit cards. I'd kind of like to see debit cards go away. Oh, and those celebrity ink versions. Uh, good news. I can finally turn on CNBC again. Susie Orman is leaving the channel. Yay! Uh, personal finance expert, which is a funny statement because she's not an expert in any way, shape, or form. Uh, she's just a personal finance talker. She's poised to leave CNBC after 14 years to develop Susie Orman's Money Wars with Warner Brothers. It's going to be designed to be a weekday show, so I'm fine if she's on other channels, just as long as she's not on CNBC. And, you know, she's giving advice to women, and there's an audience, and they're all clapping, and you go, girlfriend. Uh, I know you're saying, where does the hate come? She gives bad advice. She misleads people. She comes up with a product that makes her a lot of money. She says things like, stocks always go higher. Uh, she was out there giving bullish advice in 2000, way too aggressively, on stocks, and then she reveals she's only got 1% of her money invested in stocks. Um, she she kind of misleads people. You know, she comes up with a debit card that's gonna be great for you, but then there's fees and commissions tied towards everything you do with it, and that's not helpful. Um, I hate the way she wears pants, but no, no, you're saying the way she wears pants. No, no, she actually wears pants as shirts. I don't understand her fashion sense at all. I don't understand her year permatan. It's disconcerting. I've been in studio with her where she's just a mean, mean person um, to others around her. 
Not necessarily her, but her handler. Um, she pushes a debt repair kit for 60 plus dollars that you can get for free by Googling, how do I repair my debt? I just don't like her. I'm Rob Black. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 